Welcome to the Storytellers Live podcast, where everyday people share real and personal stories of encounters with God. I'm Robin, and I'm here with Katie and Lindy. And then we have a special guest, Anna, who's going to share in just a little bit. So we are thrilled to be here. Y'all, it's our last episode. I can't, of I cannot, I know. The end of 2020 is finally it's, here. <laughs> it's not a bad thing. And I cannot believe it's our final episode. And so before we get started, we just wanted to give a big old thank you. Yes. A uh-huh. big thank you to y'all. Our, a big thank you to the Lord. <laughs> this yes. year has been unbelievable for us. It's as difficult as it's been in so many ways. We just want to reflect for a mm. minute on all the things God has done this year, all the changes that have happened. So Lindy, it's hard. you kick well, us it, off? It's hard to believe. Uh, in a way, it feels like, I don't know, four years ago, but in a way, it feels like four minutes <laughs> I know, that yeah. we were kicking off yeah. the season. Kelly had transitioned out as yeah. the podcast host, and we came around the table. Right. And it's been great just to see what God has done in the podcast and how it's grown. And we're excited that we had the opportunity to partner with Never Thirst this yes. year. And even when, when the pandemic hit in March and we had to pivot, <laughs> pivot. It, it was still an opportunity for God to show up. Yes. And he did. Yes. He did because we were able to get mm-hmm. stories from new places. Yeah. There was a time that we were sitting here going, okay, Lord, what's next? Right. right. And he showed right, right up and he kept giving us stories of hope and we kept putting it out there I know. And, I know. and our listeners responded. I know. I was thinking the other day too, just like how sweet he was to lead us through those 40 days of prayer and reflection yes. as well. And then just the kickoff right after 40 days of prayer and reflection with Nick and Cassie. And then just like you said, Lindy, so many different stories from all over the country that we would have never had the opportunity to share with our listeners. So mm-hmm. that's just been such a blessing. And then Discover Your Story and just yes. the feedback that we've gotten from Discover Your Story. We've Great had so response. many people go through it through small groups. Churches have gone through it. And we've just gotten such, like you said, Lindy, great response for um, for how God is just speaking truth mm-hmm. to people and allowing people to recognize that he is in their story as well. And Absolutely. so looking back on 2020, wow, I'm so thankful for that. And I'm so thankful for um, for what he's going to do in 2021. If, if you have gone through Discover Your Story, continue to give us that feedback. Yeah. We yes. would love to hear from you at info at storytellerslive.org. Shoot us an email and let us know how God used it in your life and how you yeah. are using it going forward. Yeah. Or if you're interested in doing it for a small group yeah, in sure. 2021, yeah, yeah, let us know and we'd be happy to talk with you and talk you through it. We have a facilitator guide for right. it now. Right. So mm-hmm. if, you, if, yep. you're, if you're scared to facilitate a small group, we have that for you now. So anyway, just so many things to be just yes. so thankful for for then, 2020. You know, we're thankful for you. Number one, yeah. our our listens this year have almost doubled. Mm-hmm. More and more people keep finding out about Storytellers Live and they're like, I just can't get enough of these stories. Mm, and yeah. so we are so thankful for you. We're thankful for those of you that donated. We have had some substantial donations yes. this year that have really helped us up our sound quality and our keep the lights on yeah, keep the lights on our <laughs> podcasting game this fancy little yes. setup that we have here now you know and we have launched our our patreon our storytellers live community group and mm-hmm. that's already going and we love the plans and what's happening there yeah. with the plans we have for the future. We're yeah. so excited about it. Um, and then I just want to say too, we're so thankful for our team. You know, this year Kelly mm-hmm. rolled off and then Dawn rolled mm-hmm. off and they've both been such a huge part. And it's Absolutely. hard to believe yes. that, that that's all been this year. I know. I know. It's crazy. It is. So anyways, we are so thankful for you, our listeners. 
And today's story, we are so excited. We have Anna Nash here with us. And Anna actually shared her story way back early on. She is episode number 24, if you want to go back and listen. Um, And today, so today's episode is a little different. We're just going to talk about Christmas stories and traditions and non-traditions. And we're all, we've called it a little fireside chat. That's right. (laughs) Anna's one of uh, my favorite people to be around because she's so inspiring. Mm -hmm. And um, if you're not familiar with her, she does, uh, she's from Birmingham, Alabama. And she is the director of Beacon People, which really is um, a community where she helps connect people to each other to use your God-given gifts to serve him in his kingdom. And so I'm so thankful that she was able to carve out some time out of her day to be with us and to talk about her next project called Christmas Matters. Before we get to Anna's story, I just want to thank those of you who have become patrons over on Patreon with our Storytellers Live community. And if you're still thinking about it, now is the perfect time because we have multiple bonus stories there. We'll actually have another one released this week. We have some discovery guides, which is really Bible studies written around stories. We have a story within the story waiting on you from a couple of episodes ago from Sana. There's so many cool things and we're really excited in 2021 with great ideas. One is that we are really hoping to start a monthly Zoom call. That way we can get to know you. You can get to know us. We can hear your heart. We can hear what's going on. So now is the perfect time to join if you're still looking for a last minute Christmas gift. (laughs) If you need a little stocking stuffer, it's super easy. It's five or $10 a month, whichever you choose, however you choose to support us. And then you go to patreon.com, which is P-A-T-R-E-O-N.com backslash STL community. Or if that's super confusing, you go straight to our website at storytellerslab.org and click the Storytellers Lab community. Or you can go on our Instagram and we have a how-to. We have all kinds of information there on what this is. If you're still confused, really, Patreon is simply a place for patrons for you to support what we're doing. And in exchange, you get really amazing content like the behind the scenes interview. So we would love for you to join us today. Storyteller listeners, we want to remind you of our partnership that we have had this year with Never Thirst. Never Thirst is a ministry that is dedicated to bringing clean and living water to unreached communities in Asia and Africa. And we are excited to tell you today that we have reached our goal in funding a well for Cambodia. This will serve at least 25 families in a village of Cambodia and will be a Storytellers Live clean water well. And we are appreciative of your commitment to donating And we want to thank Never Thirst for partnering with us and being a sponsor of our podcast for 2020. We met with them. We totally bought into their mission because what they do is help women. They help women by changing their daily life. And we are so excited about So go check out neverthirstwater.org. And also you can find them on Instagram at neverthirstwater. So Anna, thank you so much for being here. Katie and Robin and Lindy, these dear friends of mine, I always count it a privilege to get to be just in your presence, but then also in the presence of all the storyteller listeners out there. I'm just honored to be here and to truly be able to celebrate with you this morning the things that really matter. Well, we just thought we would share, you know, a little bit of how we've grown up and what traditions looked like for us at Christmas. Anna is super special because she was born (laughs) on Christmas morning. And so she has, she has really neat stories to share about that. But we just thought, you know, tradition is so important. And this year, it does look so different. Mm -hmm. And so we're going to talk a little bit about traditions that we had, but we're also going to talk about different things that we've done 
that we can still do today, you right. know, in this time when we're we're in a pandemic and holidays look different. But that the bottom line is that Jesus was still born. Yeah, he, he was. He was. We will celebrate again. Um, yeah, so my story is a little crazy. Um, I was born at 9 a.m. on Christmas morning, um, 1964. I'm about to be 56. You don't need to do the math. Um, anyway, I was born here in Birmingham, Alabama. We have a Catholic hospital that is well-loved in the area called St. Vincent's Hospital. And because um, it was a Catholic hospital, there was a lot of beautiful spiritual worshipful experiences going on there on Christmas morning. And as I came into the world, um, my mom's memory was the nuns walking down the hall singing Joy to the World. Um, and when I was born, they tucked me down um, into a blanket first, and then they tucked that down into a giant stocking um, and handed me to my mom and dad. I was very favored <laughs> that I got my birthday on Christmas morning. My mom did a wonderful job of making me feel very privileged and special because most of the world says to me, what, your birthday is on Christmas? That stinks. And But my mom made sure that it was very precious, and she taught me to believe almost as if God loves you, but I'm his favorite. <laughs> he chose me to share his son's birth. Um, early on, she had a little pillowcase made for me that was embroidered that said, Merry Birthday, Anna. And she wanted me to wake up on Christmas morning and not be uh, overcome with all of the, the Christmas activities, but to know that it was my birthday. And so I would wake up and I would peek at my pillow. She would put it on the pillow in the middle of the night. And I would go, today's my birthday. <laughs> so anyway, um, it, it's, it's, I count it quite a privilege. And um, I'll let you know right off that you do not give me a birthday present wrapped in red and green. Or else I'll do that for you in July. <laughs> and also, please, please don't give me a Christmas decoration for my birthday. Or I'll do that for you in May. <laughs> There are some typical things that I just have to chuckle about. But one thing is, everybody remembers when my birthday is, and it's super special. Yeah, that's a fun memory for me. You know, when we were just, we actually sat a few weeks ago and talked about these ideas. And one thought that came to my mind for our kind of family tradition growing up was when I was younger is we did the same thing every year with mm -hmm. grandparents and cousins and Christmas Eve, you know, with the family and then. Christmas morning, we just woke up and did Christmas, and we were kind of done for the day. Like, we'd go to a movie on Christmas night. Um, and, you know, but it was routine, it was tradition, and we mm -hmm. loved it. And one year, my parents decided to take us snow skiing, and which sounds wonderful, but my sister and I were like, no, no, you cannot break tradition. Like, that is not going to happen. But we did, and we went, and while it was a wonderful time, to this day, I think, oh my gosh, we... We're probably the biggest spoiled brats. <laughs> but as we've reflected on this, you know, as I've really thought about that story that just kind of made me laugh of us being in this beautiful place on Christmas, but yet it didn't feel like Christmas. You know, I've really been thinking about that this past few weeks of, I mean, we're really in that boat right now. Mm -hmm. You know, Thanksgiving did not look the same it for most of us. Right. Christmas did not. It will, you know, it may not look the same for all of us. Family members may come and go or they... You know, they may not be able to travel. People, you may be by yourself. Mm -hmm. You you know, somebody may be quarantined up in their bedroom. I was with a friend yesterday that spent Thanksgiving in her bedroom by mm -hmm. herself. And, you know, we, we get to this place where you go, yeah, it may not look like it always has. Mm 
Mm-hmm. Tradition may not be the same, but we are still celebrating the birth of Jesus. So whether you're in your bedroom by yourself or whether you're in the mountains in Colorado or whether you're having a typical family Christmas Eve, you know, with extended family, that the bottom line is that Jesus was still born. And Anna's going to get into that a little more towards towards the end of our episode, that Christmas matters. Um, you're still getting the greatest gift. Yes. Right? Exactly. The gift is still coming. Yes. I even saw one headliner that the headline said, um, this year Christmas just might not happen. I think that's what the world wants us to believe, that Christmas is not going to happen. And I I think that's why we we have to talk about that it is. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. We were just sharing some stories, too, of things that we do around Christmas time that aren't necessarily traditions that we can't do this year. They're things that we have done in the past and that we can continue to do. And Anna has the neatest story, so we're going to let her kick it off. <laughs> well, we think of these things as sort of non-material uh, on a deeper level, um, intangible things that really these kind of things might not be quite as easily taken away from us. So as we thought about some of these traditions that are non-tangible and non-material, I was quickly reminded of my mom and dad, who never gave one another Christmas gifts that cost money. They, somewhere early on in their marriage, they decided on Christmas they would give each other intangible gifts. So my memory of my parents every year was they had to be super creative and serving one another and being very thoughtful as to what would um, be appreciated by their spouse and received in love and kindness and tenderness. And so it was always fun for us as the children to go, I wonder what mama's going to give daddy this year. I wonder what daddy's thought up for mama. And these kind of things um, were like um, one year my mom um, journaled some scriptures for a year and gave my dad the journal. And the next year he turned around and gave his reflections on all the scriptures she had gave him, given him in another journal and gave it back to him. Other years, it was things like, um, I'll give you a weeded garden, an act of service that didn't cost money. And my mom committed to weed the garden for my dad, who's a huge gardener. Um, one year, my mom decided that, <laughs> this is the funniest one, that she would give my dad the warm spot in the bed. So while he was getting ready for bed, she would get on his side and warm up his side of the bed. And But it kind of went awry a few weeks into January. He said to my mom, I've never told you this, but I love getting into a cold, crisp bed. <laughs> so those are some of the intangible gifts, and um, it's been really fun to watch them and how that's played out. Mm-hmm. I love that, Anna, knowing your sweet parents. That just, like, I could just picture them being so sweet, and my <laughs> acts of service husband would absolutely love those gifts. <laughs> I, I, I need to think of, about that. Think weed the garden. Ding, ding, ding. <laughs> I, do, I do have some kind of non-traditional, intangible Memories. I do remember my dad um, one year had volunteered to ring the Salvation Army bell downtown because he worked for a bank downtown. And so he took me with him. And I think it was more of a scheduling issue than, hey, I want to be intentional because, you know, back then people weren't (laughs) really intentional like we are today. But um, but number one, it made me uncomfortable because we were downtown and I was a little girl. I do remember kind of being uncomfortable in that setting. But also, I just remember getting to ask my dad, like, all these questions. Daddy, what's that? Dad, and, and just seeing different people. And, and for some reason, that's always stuck with me. Ringing the bell. Yeah, ringing the bell. 
You know, it's funny. Speaking of people wanting to make you uncomfortable like your dad, that's my husband, Alan. <laughs> he loves to he loves to take all of us and do something uncomfortable, especially at Christmas time. <laughs> but but one of the things that's funny that I think about when I think about Alan is um, he loves to watch a Christmas story. That's a tradition of ours, y'all, yeah. is to watch that. And I think, you know, we started doing that when the kids were little. And he always wanted to go to a Chinese restaurant on Christmas Day because they ended up, you know, she burns the turkey if you haven't seen it. And then they end up at a Chinese restaurant and, and the uh, the waiters are singing, you know, Merry Christmas or we wish you Happy New Year or something like that. But anyway, so um, one year, um, Alan decided, you know, let's get up and go to the Waffle House uh, instead on Christmas morning. Mm-hmm. And, um, and so we started doing that. But what we what we started to do to make that a tradition was to just give a generous tip to our waitress. Mm-hmm. And, and it was so fun, because, you know, the kids would get so excited of, of mm-hmm. waiting to see who's going to be our waitress. You know, she's not going to know What's what we're story? giving her. Um. And, and we would, you know, leave it in an envelope with a little card that says, you know, Jesus loves you. And um and so when we would leave, they would always be trying to, you know, look back in the window to see who got oh. the, the card. But I just, I mean, it's, it's such a special thing, I think, for us to teach our children the importance of giving, you know, at Christmas yes. as well, not just yeah. receiving. But mm-hmm. um, but I just, I, I, I love those memories. And the kids are older now. I'm still hoping we're going to be able to do that. Do it. Do it. Yeah. And ours is a little bit along the same vein of just the the giving portion and the um you know, not being about you is that we've always either sponsored um, a child that we give gifts to through the angel tree or even mm-hmm. through the kids school, they do that or filled a shoebox, mm-hmm. you know, in some some years, it's one and some it's the other. And I remember when they were little being like, well, I'm just going to do this and I'll just put it in their hands. <laughs> and They can turn it in. You know, I don't want to drag all three through the Dollar Tree or through Target. But I, I did. I would still take them, even if it meant wrangling the kids, you know, that were begging for everything themselves. And there was a strict, no, nothing for you policy. <laughs> Don't ask. Yes. Don't even ask. This is right. not about you. Um, but but we've gotten to the point where they so look forward to it. Um, and so a few weeks ago, you know, we went and we filled our shoe boxes this year because the, um, you know, everything looks a little different. The school is like, well, just give a gift card. You can't buy gifts. And, you know. So I was like, all right, well, we're going to fill our shoe boxes and we're going to get creative and, you know, we're going to see how much we can get in here. And, and now, I mean, my kids are 14, almost 12 and 10, and they still love that and look forward mm-hmm. to it every mm-hmm. single time. Yeah, I totally relate to the word tradition because tradition, like Robin was saying, is it was so embedded into our Christmas. We were, we were very structured and it was all around the grandparents. On Christmas Eve, it was Adams. On Christmas night, it was Russell. And that was not changed. And like you're saying, the year you went skiing, anything that kind of made that any different was very uncomfortable. And and I'm actually experiencing that this year because Mm -hmm. my family has had to move our Christmas Eve dinner that has been literally in stone. When I married David, I said, I have two prenuptial agreements. Prenuptial (laughs) agreements. Number one, I will only live in Auburn or Birmingham. Number two, my family gets together on Christmas Eve and there is, that's a (laughs) non-negotiable. But So we're having to alter because now we have second generation kids that are working and schedules look different Mm -hmm. and it's uncomfortable. I'm uncomfortable this year, not in a bad way, but my son got married, my oldest child. And so our traditions are looking different, Mm -hmm. not bad, Mm -hmm. just different. So, Anna, why don't you tell us a little bit about Christmas Matters, because that's really what mm-hmm. we've, all of our little stories of tradition and non-tradition right. and things that we that we do and we serve or that we do in our homes all point back to the fact that Christmas matters. Right. So why don't you tell us a little bit about it? Well, I, um, 
I, I was just listening to you all this morning here, and you. It, it sounds to me like the four of us and many in our audience would agree that tradition is probably one of the most important things to us at Christmas. So it makes me think, what is so important about tradition? What makes something tradition? And to me, what that means is um, traditions happen when something's repeated and when something's familiar. We find a lot of security and joy in something that's familiar, that's comfortable, that feels at home, that feels like we're safe, that familiarity. That just means the world to me that as I hear you speak about your families and your traditions and think about my family and people that I love, that um, we can still do things that repeat and we can still do things that feel familiar. And that will be the tradition. The most beautiful picture to me of tradition is the manger scene. We um, repeat that every year, and it feels very familiar. And not only that, it feels at home when we have a place in that story. And so because of that, these words like comfort and hope and joy, these are not just Christmas words that are sewed on a stocking or hanging on a flag from our mailbox. These are true words that matter. And I think this year more than ever, as we have been stripped of so many things, so many things that were like, okay, I really need to be comforted this year. I would really like to offer my friend peace this year. But that's not just a Christmas word. I need to dig down this year and find out what that really means. Why do those words really matter? And so as a result of this, um, my friend Katie Shelton and I have co-authored a Christmas devotional book called Christmas Matters, How the Birth of Jesus Makes a Difference Every Day, because you have the opportunity to really nestle into a relationship with Jesus every day as a result of his birth and what that looks like. And so as we walk through the book of Luke in this in this devotional book, um, Luke has 24 chapters, and you'll read a little bit from each chapter a day looking at Luke's narrative um, in the life of Christ. We pull out a word and a promise for you to focus on for that day, and hopefully the truths in Christmas Matters will um, take root in your heart and help you understand truly what it means to find comfort in the birth of Jesus, not just on December 25th, but all 365 days of the year. Peace and um, hope and, and things that really do matter that we can bank on that are familiar and that can be repeated themes in our lives every day. You know, Anna, I'm I'm a basket case over here. <laughs> I, I wish that you all could see us because I'm sitting directly across from um, Anna. And as she's speaking, I get tears in my eyes and I'm, I'm going to start crying for our listeners right here. But, you know, the, the concept of Christmas being familiar mm-hmm. and repetitive, you know, it's going to look a lot different for me this year in some ways. For those of y'all who listen to us, I think I've mentioned that my mom has dementia um, and and it's different. And it's sad, you know, because things are different. And I think that's the thing about it. I'm so sorry. Oh, it's okay. I think that's the thing about Christmas, and especially this year for a lot of people, is that the familiar might be gone. Mm-hmm. And if it is, I mean, I totally understand because it, it's it's slowly going away from me in many areas. But, but I meant what I said at the beginning, too, of just refocusing my eyes. And that's what I love about this. Anna, it's just that Christmas matters, but what really matters is Christ. Mm-hmm. Christ matters. Mm-hmm. This world is not our home, you know, and um, and I think that's one thing 2020 has taught me is to refocus my attention. You know, where is my attention? You know, again, like I said earlier, 
relationships are blessings, but he is the ultimate blessing. Mm-hmm. And so for those of you who are listening and, and you're discouraged and you're you're sad about this year because things are going to be different and not as familiar and repetitive, you know, those same traditions mm-hmm. that, that Anna spoke about, take hope, you know, and start a new tradition of really recognizing what the season is about and encourage one another in that, you know, not just encouraging yourself, but sharing that hope with other people. And I do think that's an intangible gift, you know, to give to our friends and family is just the love of Christ. And um and what his birth really means this Christmas season. So thank you so much yeah, for for sharing you, that yeah, and giving me that so, insight. Yeah, and thank you. And for making being the so water real. worse completely, <laughs> <laughs> completely fall. So we hope that y'all just have some encouragement today. Mm-hmm. That you're looking forward to Christmas. That you know we, we've talked. Anna, you said earlier that you know the headline Christmas is canceled. And, you know, I've, I've talked to friends that are like, I'm just not excited this year mm-hmm, for Christmas. Mm-hmm. And so I hope just by listening today that mm-hmm. you've been able to laugh a little, that you've been able to reflect a little, think about your own traditions, but also realize that that the hope of Jesus is what this is all about. And yes. if there's ever been a Christmas, that that's the focus. This is it. Amen. And so thanks for listening today. Mm-hmm. And um, and also, just so you know, Anna and um, and her, her partner, Katie, have given us some really sweet um, an Advent calendar to help you read through Luke with the book. And also their audio recording of their intro that's over at our Storytellers Love community on Patreon. So that is already there. If you're a member, you've seen it. And if you want to join, um, it's a great thing. You can jump in now. It's not too late because you're... 24 chapters of Luke is not too much <laughs> to start right now. Right, right. And Anna, so. tell us how we can get a hold of Christmas Matters. Oh, yeah, thanks. Um, you can just go to our website, christmasmattersbook.com. Just make sure and put that word book in there, Christmas Matters Book, and it will give you the opportunity to buy that in Kindle version. Um, on Amazon um, as an ebook. you can read it through the free Kindle app on your phone if you don't have a Kindle. Also, you're able to order a PDF. If you want to print it out at home or just read it on your computer, not through Kindle. I'll say one more thing. We have three reflection questions that go with each day if you're a big journaler, like I know some of you people out there are. Um, and so you can find those on the website, website as well to print out to have three reflection questions to journal about each day in light of the truths we've spoken about. You know, and I think this book is is more, it, it could be for any month. I think it'd be a great gift with a journal. Oh, I mean, oh that's yeah. a great idea. Yeah, any month. Well, thanks for listening, and we want you to know that the next two weeks, we're going to take a a little Christmas vacation as well, so we're going to replay some of our most listened to episodes from 2020 over the next two weeks, so have a Merry Christmas. We are so thankful for all of you, for our listeners, and we'll be praying for you over Christmas. You know, you come to our mind all the time, and so we just want you to know that we're thankful as we end the year for you, and have a great Christmas. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. We will, we will talk to you in the new year. Bye.